last week, I mentioned there was five important truths that you need to know and hold steady, that God loves you. God is not holding anything against you. God is not withholding any good thing from you. God is good all the time, and God has made provision to you to be, for you to be healed. You guys remember that? All right, that should be like on top of your minds always because if you really don't know that God is good and he's already made provision for you to be healed, how can you have faith for it, right? And more importantly, and I'm, and I'm not going to preach, sweetie, but more importantly, one of the things that you're going to find is as we go through the series is that when you go out and you minister to other people, it's not going to be important for those other people to have faith. It's going to be important that you have faith in what Jesus has already done. So as we teach this, as we're talking through this, we're trying to communicate the, the things that will help you to feel empowered as you go out and minister to other people. Okay? And then the other thing I just wanted to go over real quick was some of the tips that we mentioned last week that you want to keep in the forefront of your mind. Jesus is the healer. Treasure the presence of the Holy Spirit. Don't try to meet someone's need out of what you see needs to be done. Let the overflow of God's presence meet the need. Okay? All right. Amen. Thank you, hubby. All right. Praise God. I'm so honored to be here. I'm so honored that all of you came out here hungry for Jesus, hungry for more of him. So I, I asked the Lord um, as, as he led me this uh, for this session what he really wanted to lay on their heart about healing. And he asked me to really begin to talk to you more about the Holy Spirit and so the majority of uh, this teaching will be about the Holy Spirit. And then the last couple of uh, minutes will be actually about angels uh, because he wanted me to, to share that with you. So uh, the, the first text that uh, the Lord actually brought to me was back in Genesis um, chapter 1. So it should be on the screen, but if you have your, your, uh, your Bible, um, you can turn to Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. And usually when people read the Bible, this is the, their first introduction to uh, the third person of the triune God, the Holy Spirit. And many people are familiar with the Father God. Many people are familiar with Jesus, his son. The Holy Spirit is, is given recognition, but sometimes people like to distance themselves from the Holy Spirit because uh, there's not been too many teachings on the movement of the Holy Spirit. And so I'm hoping that this uh, will sort of sort of break that that cycle and give you just a little bit more in depth um, uh, in knowledge about him. So th this scripture says the spirit of God, this is the amplified version, the spirit of God was moving, hovering, brooding over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. I want us to pay attention to the word hovering and brooding. I did a word study and found out that the Holy Spirit was moving over the face of the waters in the beginning of the creation of the world like a mother eagle over her baby eagles. There was much concern. Um, there was much covering. 
there was much emotion. So the Holy Spirit isn't just doing things arbitrarily without emotion. There's much emotion and love and concern as a mother eagle over her baby eagles. And so I want you to understand that when the Holy Spirit begins to move, he's not just moving in response to a command of God. He's moving in response to the heart of God, and he actually feels the very emotions of God because he is God. So that's your first point. The second point is I want you to look at the dynamics here. The Holy Spirit is moving in expectation of God's word. He's moving, waiting for God to speak. And as the Lord speaks, he then manifests and implements. So there's this wonderful reciprocal relationship between the word of God, God's word, and the movement of the Holy Spirit. And as we walk in the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, we need to understand that when we speak the word of God, when we read the word of God, that the Holy Spirit is still brooding over us. Do you ever think about how your Bible study would go if you had that thought in your mind that as I'm reading this word, as I'm speaking this word out, the Holy Spirit resonant in me is still moving and implementing what the Lord God is decreeing through his word. That's a different way of looking at how the scripture flows in and through your life. The second thing I want to point out to you is that the Holy Spirit is a person. There are lots of times when you read the King James Version that the Holy Spirit is referred to as an it uh, or uh, some kind of force. I've seen all sorts of definitions, but the Holy Spirit is a person. He has uh, emotions, he can be grieved, he can be vexed, he can be troubled, he can be made happy, he can be delighted. And so uh, some of us who grew up in the Baptist or uh, Presbyterian, I'm a a Presbyterian and a Baptist, my mother uh, makes a joke because I call myself a Presbyterian Costal because I have Pentecostal tendencies. Uh, But when I grew up in the Presbyterian and Baptist church, they referred to the Holy Spirit as an it. When I stepped in the Pentecostal tradition, I began to learn that they referred to the Holy Spirit as a person. And uh, my first introduction to really understanding the Holy Spirit as a person was uh, Benny Hinn's book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Anybody remember that book? That was my my first tilt for a hardcore dyed-in-the-wool Baptist and Presbyterian. I said, wait a minute, what? You can say good morning to the Holy Spirit? But he is a person, and he is a person that is dwelling in us. And I'm going to just sort of uh, mind that, put that deep in our spirits as we move through this. Because he's a person, he, he has emotions, as I said, but he also has a language as well. And the language is not just about uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. That language is also about the way he communicates. So one of the primary ways that the Holy Spirit communicates to you from the inside out, mostly, is through pictures. He uses the word of God when you're reading, but sometimes the Holy Spirit will communicate through you through pictures. You might be going through your day, and all of a sudden, somebody pops in your mind that you haven't thought about long ago, and you feel an impression to call them. That's the Holy Spirit. 
Sometimes you walk into a uh, room or you meet someone and there's something not quite right. That's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you can pick up things from uh, business transactions that you might be thinking about doing or uh, a plan of action. And you say, you know, I just, you ever heard people say, I just can't put my finger on it, but I don't think I should do that. That's the Holy Spirit inside of you, speaking to you through impressions, sometimes through pictures, and lots of times through dreams. Holy Spirit will also give you dreams at night. So some of you who are not paying attention to your dreams, you want to take a second look. Even as crazy as they might look, that's the language of the Lord. Now, sometimes dreams are not from the Lord, and you can tell by how bad you feel or how scary they are. But usually dreams that are sort of halfway pleasant and you, you just can't make sense of them, sometimes the Lord has a, a way of communicating to us because we're so busy during the day. And so the Holy Spirit wakes to where we are asleep, and then he talks to us. So he has a language, and I'll talk more about this as we move forward in the series when we begin to operate in the, uh, the gift of healing. John chapter 4, verses 16 through 17, begins to talk about the relationship of this person, Holy Spirit, with each and every person who believes in Jesus Christ. And this is uh, one of the, the capstones of this teaching tonight. John chapter 4, verses 16 through 17 from the Passion Translation says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be to you a friend just like me. And he will never leave you, but you will know him intimately because he will make his home in you and will live inside of you. Let's just take a moment and pause because a lot of times we can be so busy going about our lives that we forget that we have the indwelling presence of God in us. Or maybe just on Sunday mornings when we're in worship, then we remember we have the Holy Spirit. But sometimes when we're on the jobs, when we're busy going back and forth, sometimes we might forget. But what if we begin to develop the lifestyle of understanding that every moment the Holy Spirit is in us, and he's constantly talking to us, constantly giving us uh, direction and, and downloads, so to speak. John chapter 16 builds off of John chapter 14, and this is a little longer text, but it says, When the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically, love this translation, he will reveal prophetically things to come. He will foretell things to come. He will warn you of things to come. He will also tell you of things to do. He will glorify me. This is Jesus talking. He will glorify me on earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager will receive what is mine and reveal it to you. In the area of healing, Jesus Christ was a man in the flesh who operated in the fullness of the Holy Spirit and his anointing. Jesus could walk into a room as we just sung, and everything changes. 
He could open deaf ears. He can open blind eyes. He could heal, maim limbs and make them grow again. He had the Holy Spirit dwelling upon him. And Acts chapter 10 says, as he is, so are we in this world. We have the same Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is now dwelling inside of each and every one of you. When you've received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you also receive the Holy Spirit inside of you. But sometimes that's the one thing that we kind of have a a little problem with fully grasping the reality of that. And so as we move through understanding how God works in healings, we want to really, really pay attention to how our bodies are the living temple of the Holy Spirit. So that means that when you walk up to someone and you begin to pray for them, it's not just you praying. I want you to think of, of understanding all of these scriptures that I just laid out as a community or what I call a spiritual ecosystem. When we pray for people, we are not praying by ourselves. In the spirit, we have the proclamations of God's promises already deposited in the spirit. We have the right standing of who we are in Jesus Christ because of the blood that he shed that we now stand in. And we have the resonant dwelling of the Holy Spirit. A lot of times when we come up and we stand in prayer for people, I try to consciously remember that, Lord, I'm not up here by myself in my own strength. I'm in this body with the Holy Spirit emanating out of me. In fact, yes, we have to have faith in Jesus Christ, but did you know that the Holy Spirit is the one that actually causes you to rise in faith? Did you know that the Holy Spirit is actually the one that gives you faith to pray for someone to be healed? It's almost as if we hook our faith to Jesus' faith. And as we hook our faith to Jesus' faith, then the Lord begins to deposit his healing through us to that person. And so sometimes as we begin to pray, we might forget that we, st we don't stand actually by ourselves. We actually stand with the triune God operating in us. And the thing about healing is that God has already made decrees and released them to us. The Holy Spirit is the one that takes them from the spirit realm and then manifests them through us as we pray and decree his word. And so one of the things that the Lord began to uh, show me was the power of the Holy Spirit, not just to be a counselor, but also an encourager, even as we pray. And so one of the things that he pointed to me was 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. If you read this, uh, it, it sort of repeats a, a verse from the Old Testament. It says, I has not seen nor ear has heard the things that the Lord has revealed but he has revealed it to us. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, But God now unveils the, these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his innermost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit who constantly explores all things. When a person comes up for a healing, we always ask people to take a moment and listen for his voice because he's revealing all things. 
not just about that person, but about the, what the Lord wants to give that person and about what the Lord wants to deposit in that person. And so it's very important as we begin to walk in the gift of healing, as the Lord pushes it through us, that we listen for the Holy Spirit's voice and that we recognize in that listening, he's brooding over that situation and he's getting ready to, to deposit what's already been released. And he is revealing to us. And again, he reveals to us by impressions, by pictures, uh, sometimes even by ideas that pop up all of a sudden you didn't know. Even questions, questions that you think you could ask. And you say, well, I never did think about that. Uh, let me ask this person. You will hear what it used to be called unctions from the Holy Spirit to begin to lead and guide you in that. So I've laid a, a little bit of groundwork about the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He has emotions. He dwells in you. Let me give you some practices. I've heard this story from a little girl. I've heard these scriptures ever since I was a little girl. It didn't really begin to resonate with me until I constantly put these scriptures before me. I heard them in Sunday school. I heard them on Sunday morning. But until I made a practice of meditating on these scriptures... I really didn't get a sense of how the Holy Spirit was dwelling in me. You can have head knowledge and not heart knowledge. So in order to have heart knowledge, you have to continually put these scriptures before you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The other thing I learned about the working with the Holy Spirit and, and being used uh, by him in various ways is that he actually wants us to flow from intimacy with him. I used to think that when I would stand in prayer and pray for people, that I would have to, you know, work up enough faith, pray and fast, make sure I didn't, you know, say anything bad to anybody on 485, you know. And the Lord began to say, it's my grace that comes upon you. You don't have any righteousness of your own. And so there's nothing that you need to do except listen to me and yield to me and allow me to use you. So then I, I kind of moved from that to saying, well, Lord, I just want your power. I just want to flow in the mighty gifts of the Holy Spirit. And he said, well, that's wonderful. But are you interested in me? Are you interested in spending time with me and being intimate with me? Or do you just want my power to see the supernatural flow? And I had to take a step back and look at myself and say, well, you've got a point. I think I've been so focused on doing supernatural healings and asking for the glory cloud and everything that the Holy Spirit wants to give. And I lost track of actually getting to know the, the giver. And so when we begin to move in the gift of healing, it's so, so important that we begin to pursue God and intimacy with him and the Holy Spirit more than we pursue the gifts. And you only get to do that by spending time alone with him, by worship and praying and reading the word and just talking to him and developing a lifestyle of being with him. And what does that mean? That means that you worship without agenda. 
I'm Presbyterian. We have committees and we have meetings. We, we read our prayers out loud. We write our prayers. And there's nothing with reading and writing our prayers. But we were, we were so structured that when I came to prayer, I just knew that I had my list and I had my written out prayers. And that's the way God was going to move. And then one day I heard the Lord gently say, you know, is it okay if I say something? <laughs> is it okay if I just be with you and we not, you not ask me for anything? And so I began to say, all right, I have prayer times where I really need to come to the Lord. And I have other prayer times where I say, Lord, I just want to sit at your feet. I want nothing but just to be in your presence. And just worship you. I just want to be thankful for all the blessings that you've given to me. It is the worship with the Lord without agenda is where you really meet the Holy Spirit. You meet him when he asks you, when you ask questions. Surely the Lord shows up because he loves you and he whatever you're concerned about, he's concerned about. But the but the deepness of, of just being with him is when you come to worship him and you say, Lord, I just want to sit and read your word with you. I just want to sing a song to you. I just want to glorify your name. It is in that place of worship without agenda that you begin to develop this intimacy so that when you come out into church and you minister, whether it's at church or in Target or at CVS, when you minister to people, you're actually ministering out of the overflow and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you will find that your faith is so much higher because you just talk to him on the way to CVS in your car. My car is, is, is the best church I've ever had. Play my Jesus music and just worship the Lord. And so when we operate and move into healing, we the, the first, first thing we want to do is make sure that we are rooted and grounded in a lifestyle of worshiping and coming before the Lord intimately. And out of that comes faith. To come any other way... Uh, is to get yourself anxious, to think that, oh, my gosh, uh, I've had a bad morning. Um, I got an attitude on the way here, and now I'm on the prayer team, and, oh, my gosh, is God, God, God going to do anything through me today? But when you are just intimate with him, you know that he's forgiven you, he loves you, and he has a heart for the person that comes before you. Amen. So I want to close out and then move to the workshop portion of this talking about angels I don't have a lot of time to talk about angels but uh, Hebrews chapter 1 uh, verses 7 and 14 refer to angels and uh, interesting enough I, I read a statistic I, I can't remember um, exactly exactly but somewhere around 50 percent of Americans actually believe in the existence of angels um and so I thought that was fascinating. And these are believers and, and unbelievers. So everybody sort of believes in, in, in guardian angels. But the, the, there are numbers and numbers of angels. I don't have time to go into all the, the rankings and categories. But I do want to read uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 from the Passion Translation. It says, what role then do the angels have? The angels are spirit messengers sent by God to serve those who are going to be saved. 
In Psalms 104 and Psalms 103, there is also mention of angels that are sent to minister. There's, Psalms 103 literally says angels hearken to the voice of God's word. So when you're praying for something or you're asking for the Lord to move in healing, the angels of the Lord are not only hearkening to the Lord's voice through you, they're actually participating uh, in the releasing of that healing sometimes. Um, I'm going to share with you in the workshop uh, something the Lord uh, showed me, and then we'll, we'll do a demonstration. In the Bible, there are over 386 times that angels or angel is mentioned. And so uh, usually people like to uh, fantasize about angels, or they like to look at them as science fiction, even though people sort of believe in them. But they are real. They are servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they administer health, healing. Uh, they work to deliver us from different things. Um, and so angels often assist in the process where the Lord is healing. And you might not always see them. You might sense them. But angels are very much a, a part of that process. So... I'm just moving through this material very quickly, uh, but I encourage you to look up uh, every incident where you see the angels of the Lord. And remember that angels are, are sent here to minister to us because we are the heirs of salvation. We are the ones that the Lord lovingly uh, puts uh, uh, angels around us to protect us. Psalms 91 is a, is a wonderful uh, verse that, that says that the angels of the Lord bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against a stone. So as we learn to work and hear Holy Spirit, as we get, begin to recognize the presence of angels and healings, there are a couple of things that I want to close out with before we move into the workshop. Um, so these are about five points. The first one is always, always develop a consciousness of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And remember, uh, I heard a, a Chris Gore out of Bethel, uh, he has this term, we have loaded hands. When we pray, when we lay hands on people, even when we pray for ourselves, we have loaded hands because the Holy Spirit is resonant in us. Number two, minister out of the overflow of relationship with the Father with the presence of the Holy Spirit in Jesus by developing a lifestyle of worship to the Father without agenda. And, and let's just keep this in balance. Please, please continue to go to the Lord with all your prayer needs, with all your requests, but also make time to just be before him. Number three, Holy Spirit is the one who helps us believe and the recipient who is receiving the healing receive. Holy Spirit is the one who helps us believe and the recipient receiving to receive that healing. Number four, recognize that angels under the orchestration of the Holy Spirit often assist us when we pray for the sick. Holy Spirit is orchestrating everything in a worship service, everything in a healing. And some, many times he will have angels uh, stand uh, by a person, behind a person, over a person, and help uh, somehow help release uh, that healing. We are never to worship angels. We are just to acknowledge them. I want to make sure we say that. Never worship them. Only acknowledge them. My last point, tune to spontaneity when listening to the Holy Spirit's voice in terms of words, 
pictures or impressions when praying. Tune to spontaneity. Sometimes you'll be praying for a person, and again, a picture will pop up or a thought, a question, or even an impression. And that's the Holy Spirit. And as you learn to uh, tune yourself and develop sensitivity to how he speaks to you, you'll begin to hear uh, his voice, to hear these impressions, to recognize these questions. And uh, I just want to close also this section by saying that the Holy Spirit's voice often will line up with the word of God. It must line up with the word of God. And his voice will often sound like your, your voice, your insight voice. And it will be a passing thought, a gentle thought that goes through your head. That's the Holy Spirit. A lot of times when I was growing up, I thought, well, that's just my thought. But if it was a positive thought and I knew it lined up with the word of God and I could look at the context by which that thought arose, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's move into um, this workshop. I actually need two volunteers to meet me down front two volunteers yes I, um, I'll need two more volunteers maybe you will be my first two and then I need uh, one more volunteer thank you sir and one more one more volunteer Okay, come on, come on. Hurry, hurry. I only have four minutes. Hurry up. <laughs> so let me give you some um, background. Can I have all of you just face the... Let me give you some, some background of what I'm getting ready um, to show you. So uh, in July of 2017... Uh, for, let me just go back even further. So as when I was a little girl, um, I began to have lots and lots of dreams. And uh, my dreams actually, uh, the Lord has graciously given me dreams that actually happen in real time about people and, and different things. So that's been happening. I've, I catalog, I started writing them down when I was about 14. Uh, to date, I have, uh, I've dreamt about maybe 60 dreams that have actually had uh, a real-time occurrence. So I dream the date, I write the date that the dream happens, and then I write down the date that the Lord manifests, whatever. And so uh, I was curious about angels in July of 17, 2017, and I asked the Lord to begin to show me and teach me about angels. And if you ask the Lord these things, he will totally answer you. So the very first, I'm going to actually demonstrate uh, the first dream that, that, um, that he demonstrated to me. And then he began to reveal things to me through visions as well. But I just want to show uh, what, what he showed me. And in this dream, uh, uh, Joseph Prince was actually uh, praying for a person with deaf ears. And uh, the Lord began to show me what happens with the Holy Spirit and with the presence of, of angels. So as I demonstrate and, and show you this, I'm asking you to pray. Uh, make sure this resonates uh, with you. And just receive whatever the Lord wants to download to you. And whatever does not sit, you may put a shit to the side and wait till the Lord uh, tells you otherwise. Okay? So, oh, go ahead, B. I was just going to say, um, you'll see this is scriptural. So I'm just adding that in there. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is my son, Kenneth. 
Uh, I'm going to ask you to come and be the person being prayed for. So can you come and just stay right here? All right. Uh, you what's your name, sir? Bob, will you come and be the person to pray? And you stand right here. So uh, you are actually going to stand, um, and I'm going to ask you just to move a little bit closer. And so let's say uh, Kenneth has come, and he has uh, deaf ears. Praise God, he does not, but let's just say he does. Um, I'm going to ask you to just raise your hand to just on either side of his ear, okay? So what the Lord began to show me is as this, as a person lays his, his or her hand on the person being receive, receiving healing, the Holy Spirit is actually moving uh, all, all over the congregation, but he's actually beginning to moving. And remember the scriptures, uh, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The Lord began to show me that... Um, when a person prays, there is something released from this midsection. It looks like light. And this light mixes with this. Can you unfold your hands for a minute? This, this person's, uh, yeah, there you go. This person's light mixes with the believer who's, who's receiving. And it actually mixes together. And the Holy Spirit is actually flowing from the person praying and the person receiving. He's actually uh, moving, it looks like just liquid light or electricity, uh, just moving between the two. And while this is happening, uh, he showed me, you're my first angel. You stand uh, behind him, and you stand here. Okay. Sometimes when this is happening, uh, the angels of the Lord are being released. Sometimes you'll see them, and I'm going to ask you to put your hand on his. Sometimes you'll see in the spirit that the angels will actually be touching the person's hand with the other, uh, you know, over the ear. Sometimes, uh, yeah, you got your hands right. Sometimes you'll see angels just actually uh, placing their hands here on the person's back. Sometimes you'll see them hovering uh, over a person, but and I don't know everything that they're doing. I know the Holy Spirit is releasing what God has already deposited, and that's the other thing in in this dream. The Lord had already issued healing power. He had already issued whatever need was met. But what happens is, as it is being released, somehow the angels are assisting or releasing. Uh, sometimes they're working through the person praying, but there is this this huge light that is coming from both the receiver and the person praying. And so that scripture is, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water, the Holy Spirit resonant in you. This is actually how sometimes the Lord has, has revealed to me what, what actually happens in the spirit. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to do one more thing. Can you just extend your arm to him? There will be other times when you'll see the angels of the Lord if you put your hand right over his arm. There will be sometimes, um, I've been in, in conferences where I've seen creative miracles. I've seen hands grow out. I've seen legs grow out. There are sometimes when the minister is praying that I've seen an angel actually stick their arm on top of another person's arm and the leg grow out or an arm grow out. 
So this is actually, I wanted to sort of give you a picture of what it looks like as the Holy Spirit is resonant in your belly, in you, and then emanating out of you. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for that. Um, so, and thank you, babe. Thank you very much. So, so one of the things, so I, I know this, this might, for some of you, this might be a really big leap of faith. Uh, it might be a really big uh, uh, thing to handle, but I ask you to go back and pray and, and read uh, the scriptures. Matthew, I mean, what is it, Mark 4, the widow at the well. I ask you to read all the scriptures about the Holy Spirit. Um, but I, I've seen lots of these things here at River sometimes when people uh, pray. Uh, the, the most uh, miraculous thing was over the summer where... Um, uh, a woman uh, had, uh, she was born with an, uh, one arm shorter than the other. I mean, significantly shorter. And they, they prayed for her. And her arm literally grew out in front of our eyes. And through that, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw this huge angel uh, behind. Uh, the minister just was standing back like this. Where there was an angel on this side, and as the woman's arm grew out, I saw the angel just sort of laying his his hand on her shoulder, on the shoulder that the arm grew out. So uh, these are some of the things of of seeing in the spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, but also recognizing His resonant uh, indwelling. Okay. So this is a point where I actually want to ask you to ask me questions because this was a sort of what I call a deep workshop demonstration. Are there any questions? All right. Okay. So, um, if you do a study of those those 386 times that angels are mentioned, you will see that they uh, the they're light. They carry the Lord's light. They are they are an entity unto themselves, and they uh, reflect the Lord's light because they stand in the presence of God, and their their substance is light. And so sometimes uh, if you if you do uh, Google searches, sometimes you'll see uh, testimonies of people who've seen angels, and they always say it looks like a ball of light, or sometimes they'll see the shadow of a person. Uh, angels can be all sorts of shapes and sizes. Sometimes people see colors, but they are an entity of light, and they stand in the Lord's presence. And uh, one dream, so in, in July of 2017, I had seven dreams back-to-back every night about angels and one of the dreams the Lord gave me I heard his voice and his voice said he said angels carry my light and they stand in my light and they carry my love to my people and they are always with them and my people are never alone because they always have their angels around them they always have my angels around them and so that scripture says I'll never leave you nor forsake you uh, in the Old Testament has double meaning in the New Testament because you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you and you have the angelic hosts assigned around you. And there is not one millisecond that they are not with you. And 
Uh, if I had time, I would go into details about other things that, that angels are, are assigned to do uh, in, in our lives under the orchestration of, of the Holy Spirit. But that for me, those seven uh, dreams that I had about the angels, was I could not fathom how much the Lord loves us so much. He loves us so much and so deeply that he never, ever wanted us to be alone. So he assigned not only himself inside of us, he assigned angels around us all the time. And so that, that I want to go back to that Genesis chapter 1 where the Holy Spirit broods over the creation that the Lord is speaking out like a mother eagle. I mean, that's the Lord over us. That's the Holy Spirit over us. Yes, that's right. Thank you. So glad for my husband. Um, so uh, I, I was praying, and um, this evening uh, I asked the Lord what, what healings he wanted to uh, move in or release today. And so uh, it was, it's a list, so I'm going to just uh, name them. The first one that he said was um, addictions, uh, people who are struggling with uh, bad habits, habits that might not be, habits that might be legal, <laughs> or habits that might not be legal. But um, if you just like have nail biting issues, or you know you pull your hair or something, whatever kind of those those are kinds of habits. But also people really suffering um, with addiction. And um, the Lord was also sharing with me that there will be some of you here that you may know a person that is suffering from addiction, and He says that release. And breakthrough is here tonight for that. Um, there are other people, uh, he, the other healings that he wants to release are um, our joint issues, inflammation of, of joints, and uh, also um, depression. And those who have broken hearts, people who have uh, soul wounds, people who have um, some kind of um, heart issues. Uh, issue in terms of uh, your heart's been hurt uh, and it's something that you haven't been able to just uh, forgive or release and the other thing is um, healing for people who've been hurt on their job anyone who had some kind of injury on their job um, job related injury don't know what that is but the Lord's put that in my heart as as well and uh, even though I so these are some of the things that the Lord has um, called out but even though I've named some of these, they're still healing for whatever you need. You're not, the Lord Jesus is not limited to that. And I also wanted to share that um, there, there, uh, there are many angels in this place today. Uh, there are lots of healing angels here today. And uh, they are ready to release what the Holy Spirit is going to do tonight, this evening. So if, if any of those... Um, uh, if you know someone like that, we are here to, to minister to you.
Church family, I'm so grateful for uh, your presence this evening and for those of you that came for prayer. I know the Lord uh, did a miraculous thing. I, I just encourage you to keep feeding on the word of God and, and, and just trusting in, in him and, and test out whatever was prayed for. Um, those who received um, inner healing, uh, just just begin to, to celebrate and worship the Lord. And every time um, you, you think that those thoughts might come back, you just remember this night and say, no, the Lord raised a standard. And I'm walking in newness of life now in Jesus' name. So I'm, I'm just going to quickly uh, say a closing prayer, and then we can all be dismissed. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for your sweet presence this evening for the supernatural power and downloads that you've given us, Father, for your manifest presence and all that you've done today. I pray in the name of Jesus that every healing that took place is just sealed and just reinforced throughout this week in Jesus' name. Uh, we just shut down any attack from the enemy trying to, to bring doubt and disillusionment this week in Jesus' name. We just decree the blood of the Lamb over every person here, their safety as they go home. And, Father, we thank you that by your precious Holy Spirit, you will bring every teaching that was uh, said this evening back into remembrance and that they would walk in that, Father, for you. We are your vessels. We love you. We are hungry for you, Jesus. And we are so excited to come and share in this evening with you. In Jesus' name, amen.